your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, house hunters are being advised to get a mortgage quickly as interest rates are set to rise and people are still saving strongly despite inflation soaring. That's according to the Bank of Ireland's latest savings and investment index. So let's talk first about savings. And John Lowe, the money doctor, good friend of the show, is on the line. Good morning morning to you, John. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Nice to talk to you again. Yes, you too. So, John, are people still saving, do you think, despite the increase in the cost of living? Absolutely. Uh, There's a reticence, Joe, at the moment still to go out and enjoy oneself, believe it or not. Um, You know, you've seen like the football matches and um, the odd concert here and there, but there's still overall uh, reticence of people, especially when they see the rising number of cases in COVID. um, They they still don't trust as out there. And also, you've got to bear in mind that um, there there are three reasons why people have a rainy day fund. One is for the emergency, um, like your your clutch goes, uh, you've got to find 500 euros somewhere. Uh, the second reason is the sudden loss of income. A lot of people have been put on, on, on short time. Um, bonuses haven't been paid. Uh, overtime, uh, you know, stamped out. Um, so th- that's the second reason. The third reason is the uh, obviously the, the investment opportunity and that includes you know the house hunters those who, who want to put the 10% to a new house so you've, you've got that in on one hand and then you've got the reticence and you've also then got people who just simply want to save for next Christmas you know like if you put a hundred euros away in a in a you know, a normal kind of a regular saver account for 12 months. You've got 1,200 euros, Joe. That'll get you through Christmas. That'll get you through your, your wine, your, your food, uh, your, you know, going out at, at Christmas and the presents. So uh, there's a number of reasons why people are still there, but we're still saving. That's the main uh, message, really, we're still saving. Right, and I know you're somebody who has advocated uh, for pensions in terms of long-term savings yeah. and preparing for retirement. So the government's new auto-enrolment pension scheme uh, approved yesterday, set to come into effect in early 2024 mm-hmm. for around 750,000 workers across the state. It's been in the works for several years. You'll be well aware of it. Um, do you think it's a good idea and do you think it'll work? Oh, Joe, you know, that, that's been... I've been banging on for this for 20 years. It's it's far too late. Um, in some respects, you know, that 35% of the private sector employees who don't have, that's the 750,000. And what they're doing is they're dragging it out over 10 years. So next year, towards the end of next year, all employers will have to have um, a pension for their employees. They'll have to put in uh, 1.5% themselves. The employee will have to put in 1.5%, and the estate will be put in half a percent. So when I tell you that even if you're a 29-year-old um, person on, say, 30,000, you can still put in 15% and get the full 15%. If you're on 40% tax, every 100 euros you put into your pension, the government is going to give you back 40 euros. It's a fantastic um, investment, the actual pension is. But this is like 1.5% is a drop in the ocean. In three years' time, uh, you'll have it up to 3%, and then 4.5%. And then finally, after 10 years, you get 6%. The, you, your employer pays 6%. And then the government pays two percent. That's a total of fourteen percent. Fourteen percent. It's still not enough, but it's better than a slap in the face or a drop in the ocean, as they right. say. So there is a contribution from the employer. 
there's a contribution from the employee and the government, a bit like the old SSIA, is contributing. Is it something like one euro for every three invested? Yeah, it, it's, well, you know, if you put the the end uh, percentages at 6%, 6% and 2%, it's not quite uh, yeah. one for every three, but it, it's still it's still better than nothing. Uh, and bear in mind that you can opt out, if you're an employee, you can opt out uh, after six months, but you'll be automatically re-enrolled after two years. So you've also then got a maximum cap of 80,000. So if you're on 85,000, um, the employer and uh, the government will only pay up to 80,000. So it's not going to be many people. My understanding is that you are enrolled automatically, but if you feel you can't afford it at a certain point, you can opt out and you can go back into it at a later point. Yeah, that's it exactly. I mean, you can opt out. You have to stay for the first six months. The employer is going to be is, is going to be um, uh, kind of automatically paying in no matter what happens, and they can't stop as long as you're working with them. So it, it's good in one sense that it'll open the eyes, and those people who who will be uh, in the scheme will then find out about uh, the the main uh, pension scheme and how how lucrative it is if you can afford it. And that's the thing, really, because you have to do your budget first, make sure you've got food on the table, you've got accommodation, and you're going to have a little bit of fun, but you can put some, yeah. some money aside for the future. And, of course, people sort of readjusting their budgets as they go with the rise in the cost of living, even over the last couple of months that they wouldn't necessarily have expected uh, when they uh, sat down at the beginning of the year and took a look at it. But one thing the Minister did say, Heather Humphreys, yesterday, is that this pension scheme will be tied to the general pension age so if that rises from its current point of 66 to 68 or or 70 it's then that this pension scheme will pay out as well Oh yeah, I mean, um, that's the, well. You still be contributing to it, uh, Joe. That's the main thing. Even if you're 67 and, and it still hasn't kicked in at that stage, which I don't think it will, because I, I've said it on previous shows um, that you know, within 30 years, I think the state pension will be abolished altogether. So you know, when, when you think, why is why is it being brought out so late? When you realise that um, at the moment we've got 667 thousand people over the age of 66. In 30 years' time, Joe, we'll have 1.8 million. Mm. Now we have but five. So is people. it your advice then, just to be clear, that if someone has been saving into a pension themselves, yeah. that they should or shouldn't switch to this new one? No, no, they can do both. They can do both because they can do their existing pension into a thing called a PRSA, APC, an additional voluntary contribution. So they can keep that going, but they can avail of both the employers and the state's largesse by uh, getting their money for, uh, into their, their pension. So you would do both if you're an employee. Okay. Uh, well, we're chatting to John Lowe, who's the money doctor, and Joanne Madden from First Choice Financial Services in Limerick joins us as well because mortgages are a, a big and hot topic right now. Hi, Joanne. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. How are you? So, um, mortgage rates. I mean, well, let's start with the tracker, which has been seen as the, the golden mortgage rate to have for the last 10 or 12 years and people have said don't touch it if you have it hold on to it is that still the advice now with the suggestion that the ecb is going to raise base rates absolutely yes trackers you'd still hold on to the tracker because they are still a lot lower than the uh, average variable rate and but it is looking likely that interest rates will will rise and i'd agree and anticipate that happening the era of low interest rates is coming to an end and I suppose inflationary pressures across the Eurozone will put pressure on the ECB to, to raise the interest rates. And we've already seen that happen 
in with Bank of England uh, recently moving to increase their rates. And I suppose, you know, just to give that in context, the, con- the cost of 25 basis points or a quarter of a percent on an average new mortgage of 250000 over a 25-year term would increase your repayments monthly by about €32.50. Euros. That's €390 euros a year, or just around 9750 for the, the life of that mortgage. Um, so it will have a, an impact. And I suppose, you know, the, the question then about house hunters, we're still seeing the main barrier for um, um, first-time buyers and movers. It's finding a new house. So supply issue remains the dominant stumbling block there. But I suppose, you know, we've seen other um, ICS, a non-bank lender recently, also increase their fixed rates across their product range between 20 to 45 basis points. Right. And that's reflective of volatility in the global capital oh, markets. Oh, OK, well, I mean, break this down very simply. Yeah. Like, I thought I was a smart lad a few years mm-hmm. ago because I fixed um, for five years. Unfortunately yeah. for me, that fixing is due up in, I think, March of next year. And it sounds like I'm going to get absolutely hammered at that stage for the next fixed rate. Yeah, and I suppose it, there's, there's been an absolute surge at the moment in people switching. And it depends on which bank you're with. Some banks are exiting the market, like Ulster Bank and KVC. So if you were with one of those um, and you ask for a redemption statement, there may be no uh, penalty to break that early now and they might allow you out and you could move to an alternative lender now and lock in at one of the great fixed rates that are out there at the moment. Okay, um, but but are you saying that if you stay with the same lender and your fixed rate finishes over the next 12 to 18 months, it's almost a guarantee that it will be a higher fixed rate if you go for it? It'd be expected that because interest rates are looking like they are going to increase. And I suppose rates are, are at an all-time low now at the moment. And I suppose as that <coughs> anticipation or expectation gets factored into the curve, fixed rates will also increase. So it is likely in the next 12 months that all rates will start to increase. Uh, John Low, the money doctor with us as well. Um, John, I mean, as Joanne mentioned there, the lack of competition in the market, generally our rates are higher than elsewhere anywhere. Anyway, now we're hearing about an increase in the ECB rates probably at the end of the year. And once they start on that pattern, they're likely to continue. And then we have all of the other cost of living issues um, as well. And, you know, we've always felt since the economic crash that mortgages never really got completely sorted out. No, um, I mean, it's still 0% is the ECB rate. Uh, and then that's why there are some people walking around today, possibly yourself, Joe, uh, with a half a percent in total for their tracker mortgage. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, well, the, believe it <laughs> not, there are some. And some who've got a 40-year term of interest only for the full 40 years. They're laughing all the way to the bank. But um, certainly the interest rates will will rise uh, unless, of course, this war uh, finishes shortly. I mean, there were some signs of peace yesterday, which was hopeful. And if that happens, then you might find that these, these interest rates will, will uh, abate. But I, I honestly think that, um, you know, it's a time to switch around. You know, Joanne mentioned there about switching to other bank, uh, lenders. I mean, the thing is that, Joe, say in your case now, next year, um, as long as your loan-to-value is 80% or less, and that, you know, if you if you go to 60%, for instance, loan-to-value, so if your house is, is uh, your loan is only 60% of the value of the property, then you'll avail of the best rate on the market, uh, which would be going from one of those banks like uh, Avant Money or, or ICS Mortgages, um, and also the fact that you're, you're, I'm quite sure your credit history would be perfect because uh, you go to the central credit register. Love you, John. Love you. 
and what a guy. Uh, and, and also then the final thing then is to make sure that you still have the ability that Limerick Live 95 are paying a fabulous salary to you <laughs> that you can still afford the mortgage that you're going to switch. Um, and uh, Joanne, the other salient point at the moment, and we were talking about this, I think uh, Gillian was on the show yesterday with Lisa Carney from Rooney Auctioneers, is the uh, level of prices now in the market for houses uh, driven by all sorts of things, including lack of availability. I mean, yes. would a lot of people be looking at it now and going, you know, I got out of negative equity. Um, is this the high point of house prices in Limerick? Should I sell and move? Yeah, and I suppose there's mixed views on that. And I suppose even we've seen it with self-bills. Some people are even putting a pause on that because of the price of materials and labour is just skyrocketing and this might maybe some more value in even buying at the moment, even though supply is, is still an issue. But, um, yeah, it, it seems to be a mixed bag at the moment as, as to what the, uh, what the options are. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like prices are outrageous at the moment again, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're outrageous. Have. I mean, they're ridiculous for, for even, you know, for very straightforward houses, even in Limerick, and not to mention what it's like in Dublin and Cork. They're crazy prices for them. Yeah, absolutely. And even auctioneers were hearing it anecdotally here that, um, you know, even in property that would have been on the market and taken six to eight months previously to shift is, is being snapped up pretty quick. Yeah, I think a matter of weeks, I think Lisa was saying yesterday. It's just incredible. Okay, listen, thank you so much to both of you for excellent advice as always. Great to chat to Joanne Madden from First Choice Financial Services in Limerick and John Lowe, our friend, the money doctor. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.